Greetings, this is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 44 of the Pastor's Coach podcast. Again, thank you for joining me today. A question, have you ever resolved a computer problem by rebooting it? You know, often restarting or rebooting a computer or a laptop clears the memory and resolves the issue. Right? It stops any unhelpful background tasks from happening and helps your computer uh, run faster and more effectively. As I uh, think about that in the context of our spiritual journey, my question for you, Pastor, is how's your spiritual life these days? Does it feel dry and unfulfilling? Do you need a spiritual reboot? If so, today's podcast may be helpful because today I want to talk about the spiritual disciplines. By definition, a spiritual discipline is, is a devotional. It's a, it's a physical activity that enables you to uh, enhance your spiritual journey. And there are many different disciplines that I'm sure you have heard about, read about, and uh, explored throughout your life. Uh, today, I want to focus on just a few of the most common. By the way, my favorite three books on the spiritual disciplines are The Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. That's a classic. The Spirit of the Disciplines by Dallas Willard. That's a much uh, hardier, I will say, read. Uh, love Dallas uh, Willard. Uh, great theologian and thinker, and then The Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. Now, uh, and again, if those are, I guess if, if you haven't picked those up, I would encourage you to explore those if you are wanting to know more about um, spiritual disciplines, not only the theology, but the practical side of it. Hey, that that's an aside. Uh, what I, what I want to focus on is uh, specific spiritual disciplines. And again, spiritual disciplines are practices that engage our hearts and mind and help us focus on God. Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 say it this way, Therefore, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this offering is your true and proper worship. And then do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So the spiritual disciplines are intended to draw us into a more intimate relationship with God. In effect, they place us in front of God so that he can transform us. So by doing the spiritual disciplines, the end result should be that we would not be conforming to the pattern of this world, but we are being now transformed, transformed by our uh, relationship with God through these actions and activities. Now, the spiritual disciplines are intended to replace old destructive habits, uh, habits of thought or action, uh, and to replace them with new life-giving practices. The results are hopefully that we become transformed or more transformed or formed into the image of Christ, more Christ-like. Uh, the spiritual disciplines transform our thoughts or our speech or our behavior. So here are a few that will get you back to enjoying your relationship with God. 
a spiritual reboot. Uh, one is devotional Bible reading, as opposed to the Bible reading that you do for sermon prep. You know what I'm talking about. It's easy to count that sermon prep study as Bible reading, but I'm referring to, in particular, devotional Bible reading. Reading for the pure enjoyment, for the pure joy. See, devotions are, in effect, time alone with God to talk and to listen to Him. Devotions create some room, integrate the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Now, you know this, but what is really most difficult sometimes for us, particularly as pastors who are so focused on accomplishing things and getting the next thing off of our list, is to move from this stage in the devotional and scriptural meditation to maybe it, inserting some of those a little bit more permanently, a little, a few of those texts, scripture memorization. Uh, and sometimes what happens is people try to memorize and then that becomes the task that unfortunately uh, overrides the intended personal encounter with God. That's been my case. Sometimes in my effort um, <laughs> to memorize scripture, it's all about getting that scripture in my head and not so much about encountering and experiencing God and the peace that that brings. Uh, so in effect, the practice of, of, of private devotions uh, is intended to internalize and personalize the scripture, the passage that you read. And to once you individualize that, it becomes more meaningful, obviously, to you. Uh, on the other hand, memorizing scripture is helpful as well, and it enables us to be more effective in communications with others, in our prayer time as we refer to and, and, and uh, reflect on uh, in prayer, and then also in our time of just thought and meditation. Uh, it places Jesus at the forefront of our minds, moving out a bit of the noise and clutter of the world. I found devotions are especially helpful during my most challenging and frustrating times, just spending time sitting, reading, and listening to God. Uh, second one is a part of that, right? Because this is the, uh, is the one, uh, the spiritual discipline of prayer. Uh, prayer, yes, is a response to God's presence, but it's also part of our seeking and speaking, asking God to transform us. And I know many prayer experts tend to be very prescriptive. Uh, for me, that drives me crazy, right? Do these five things and you will have a successful prayer experience. But I have found that a successful prayer life is not prescriptive. It's really just dependent on your desire and willingness to pursue God and to choose to trust him by sharing kind of what's on your mind and on your heart, even if it's not all flowery and positive and especially during life's most challenging times. Number three is fasting. Yep, that one gets a frown every single time, right? Because fasting focuses on self-denial. Fasting uh, specifically from food means that we uh, abstain from food for a period of time, often a day uh, or even longer, um, or maybe just half a day. That's, that's good as well. But during that fast, the intent is not just to not eat food, but to focus on connecting with God through 
prayer and devotional Bible reading. The idea of a food fast is that it reminds us of the God who sustains us. But there are other types of fasting worth exploring as well, whether it's a fast from technology or social media or from uh, choosing to complain or, or not help being able to help ourselves complain and praying about that. Uh, maybe it's a, a fast about uh, spending money on us in a certain area and re, uh, refocusing those dollars somewhere else. Uh, if none of my fasting ideas seem to be hitting the nail on the head, try to figure out which sense, I'm talking about the five senses that we all have, which sense is your favorite? Yeah, the physical senses, right? A sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. Um, uh, and, uh, and then uh, figure out how to integrate a fast within those. Uh, which Ask yourself, which of them is your comfort? Uh, the thing you turn to besides God when you actually need God the most. Figure out how exactly that manifests itself in your life and what your triggers are, and then ask God to meet you there by separating, fasting from that. Uh, the fourth one is spiritual discipline of solitude. Jesus often withdrew to a lonely, quiet, intimate place to pray, and, when he, and he was alone. And we too can seek solitude with God, away from the distractions and the noise of this world or even of the church, right? Uh, these times are necessary to nurture our soul. And we should use this time to draw close to God, to listen to him, to, to, to ponder on his word. Granted, maybe this is easier for me since I'm an introvert and relish solitude, but even if you're extroverted, it is possible to train yourself to include and insert solitude in your life. It may not be your bet, but it can be a discipline. Hence the word, right? And one more, five, worship. Worship is unquestionably experiencing the immediate presence of God. And we can worship either alone or in a community of believers. Sometimes we, th we think hey, we're only going to worship uh, one day a week. But the reality is we should be worshiping every day because the object of our worship is Jesus and we need to spend time with Jesus every day. So um, we need to think about how we insert worship into our daily lives. You know, a striking feature of worship in the early church found in the Bible is gathering with this expectancy, right? This holy expectancy. And we should uh, do that still today. Come to God in worship, expecting God to be present. Uh, we expect Christ to be explicitly uh, in our midst, teaching and touching and, and feeling his living power through his spirit. And in the same way, we need to be worshiping in this holy expectancy. So how are you doing in these, with these, uh, these disciplines? Uh, all things considered, like the rest of us, you could probably improve in some or all of them. Uh, is there one spiritual discipline that you could reboot and that could restart and re-energize your spiritual life? Uh, this week, practice or improve one of the spiritual disciplines. Uh, if you have not done much in this area, you won't be perfect at first or, or ever, but that's okay. Stick with it. For example, you may want to use the time you spend reading the Bible to meditate and memorize specific passages for what you're going through today. Or you seek to have God's word and pray to have God's word uh, become uh, more intimate uh, and felt in your heart and mind. Uh, you're spending your, your quiet time not just thinking and studying, but praying. Uh, maybe in fasting, tr uh, try a trial run, maybe a 12-hour fast with only liquids. It doesn't matter where you start. 
plan to add or improve on one discipline each week of this coming month. Uh, and as you do, God will seem nearer, your contentment will intensify, and the joy of serving others as a minister will be more rewarding. Thanks for joining me today. I want to invite you to subscribe, leave a review, uh, share this with others. And if you want to contact me, ask a question, suggest a topic, you can do so at the pastor's coach at hotmail.com. That's the pastor's coach at hotmail.com. Thanks again for joining me. Talk to you next week.